Welcome to the Wookiee Gunners Rebels Chat with your host, Jonah Marie, and the Xena to my Hercules, my mom, Maria. <laughs> Rebels Chat is a short weekly segment where my daughter, the chakram of my life, <laughs> and I will share impressions, reactions, and our favorite moments of the latest Star Wars Rebels episode. There will be lots of... So let's get to it. Yes, that was perfect. <laughs> Man, Tina and Hercules were awesome. Today's episode is Call to Action, directed by Stuart Lee and written by Greg Wiseman and Simon Kinberg. In Call to Action, as public awareness increases around the Rebels' activity, they come up with a plan to target an important Imperial network. Yes, and it was an awesome, awesome episode. So, but what were your impressions about this episode? Oh my God, you guys cannot see me. My daughter took a picture of my expression when I saw it for the first time. Oh Lord Jesus. It was, it was a lot, a lot going in those 22 minutes, man. That was too intense for a cartoon show, let me just tell you. Oh, I did not expect to be in such a state of... Oh. If, if you think that's intense, Star Wars The Clone Wars are super intense, I think at least. But yeah, this one, but this one, you, you felt it because you've gotten to know these characters. characters. Like, oh. And, and you know, you, you, get, you get Kanan talking about sacrifice and you're like, no, mm. no. <laughs> and a cry. <laughs> and, and, and man, it, was, it left you speechless at the end. At least it did for me. And it did for you, too. You couldn't say anything. No, no, no. <laughs> well, you took that picture. I did. <laughs> but, alrighty. So, to best break down the episode, I divided the 22 minutes into three segments to make sure we cover everything. Okay, so segment one, Grand Moff Tarkin arrives on Lothal to get down to the insurgents interrupting the Empire's plans. The so-called insurgents have a speeder bike chase throughout a local town, successfully evading the enemy before heading back to the ghost. There they watch a transmission featuring Gaul Travis and how he's recommitted himself to the Empire. Kanan suggests that they do the same thing Travis did and send an inspirational message from one of the Empire's own communication towers. Meanwhile, Tarkin meets with Commandant Oresco and Taskmaster Grint. He talks about how they have allowed the Jedi to run around and possibly inspire hope. Because of their failure, he signals the Inquisitor to execute them on the spot, stating that failures have consequences. Oh, snap! I, I The face that... What's his name? Callus. Callus. Had, makes man. Oh, it, it was like if Callus can have an expression like that, it's, oh. it's serious. But let's step back a bit further and just go back to just Tarkin and the fact that he's present. Uh, he was he's voiced by Stephen Stanton, who voiced him in Star Wars: The Clone Wars. He was in the Citadel arc, and he was in the Ahsoka Tano arc. And I was telling you Matt, earlier that he had put Ahsoka on trial. And the Jedi Council had lost faith in her. Not not faith in her, but they just didn't believe on, in, that she was innocent. And she ended up leaving the Jedi Order. So this guy, he has an agenda against everyone. And, uh, he's evil. He's evil. Evil. <laughs> and I'm so happy. I'm so happy to see the actor back because he's so such a huge Star Wars fan. 
And so, yeah, so I, I, I'm glad he's back, but I'm not glad that Tarkin's back because Tarkin causes a lot of trouble <laughs> for the rebels. I just love how he's the, the, the character that always walked behind Dark Vader. Yes, he. I, <laughs> I felt like he always had Vader on a leash. Yeah, but yeah. Dark Vader got out of that leech. <laughs> you know? And then we have uh, Maketua who welcomes him and she says, well, there were rumors about the about the Jedi. So there's this wide belief that they just didn't exist or there were like some folklore story. How many years have passed since 19-ish years between uh, Berenge of the Sith and A New Hope? Which, again, I, I feel like it wasn't planned out. I don't know a lot of the story. I mean, although the, the creative decisions made behind the scenes, I'm more into the movie and the story and what's happening, so I don't really know the background. But 19 years isn't really a lot for, for you, you to, to see. To, to forget yeah, that but, something existed. But at the same time, I can see it as that shows how powerful the Empire is. They're essentially erasing history. Sort of like... By killing those who know it. Yeah, and, and, and even in our own history, we've had burnings of books. and oh, We never remember anything. <laughs> Like we repeat history so much that it's it's, it's ridiculous. It's, yes, yeah, yes, yeah. it is. You know, nineteen years isn't really in a lot, uh, but then again, you can see how strong the empire is in yeah. terms of making people believe one thing. And in this case, uh, Tua and all these other people, even Callus, I think he kind of showed uh, when he said that he had known the Jedi or the Jedi had were killed, and there was like a short little expression of really, really? <laughs> yeah, I, like I didn't know because <laughs> uh, when I try to Google this, I don't see any evidence of Jedi. <laughs> so yeah, so we have that little segment there. And then we go to this chase, this cool speeder bike chase throughout the this town in the outskirts of of the main city. I thought Sabine finally she's all nice to to, to Ezra. She complimented. He's him. complimenting him. Yeah, he's acting more like a rebel. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's because you know when she when he's not being his lost puppy dog phase uh, where he's crushing on her. He, she actually gets along with him. But when he starts to show, like, oh, you know, you're so cool, Sabine, and whatever, she, she's like, I don't, please, nah. don't. Go away. <laughs> Go away, boy. So, but it was nice to hear that little compliment from her. Especially given what I thought was a cold reaction in, in Idiot's Array. And then we have Senator Travis and speaking his little speech no, speaking in the he interview. He likes his... Um, oh, you mean Travis. Okay, I thought he, you were talking about this other guy. Because he, he seems to like his voice a lot. Who? The Tarkin? Yeah, Tarkin. Oh, yeah. He he just... <laughs> he likes to talk a lot. Long speeches. <laughs> like, yeah, you ruined this and that. And, uh, just shut <laughs> up. But that's Tarkin, Ma. He has to get his point across and strike fear into people's hearts. So, but no, that's not who I, I was talking about. I would go, na 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 And And then he'd sick the, he, uh, in, in, the Inquisitor on me. me. Yeah. <laughs> but what I was trying to get to is Senator Gal Travis and his interview with Alton Castle, who we finally see 
finally. It was like this very young man. And it was cool because I didn't notice it the first time around. I was like, hey, that's Alton Castle. But yeah, he's talking about the reward uh, that he's he's put on these these insurgents. And now it, makes me wonder, now it makes me wonder whether there'll be bounty hunters after them in the future. Yeah. And now Boba Fett. Oh, God. Here could, we go. Can you imagine? Here we go. <laughs> Ma, somehow he had to come in. <laughs> Ma, it was, that was, I mean, it was right there. He had the credits showing in the, and then the, they, they killed the, the transmission. And they said, you know, reward, reward, bounty, bounty hunter. Jonah Marie, Jonah Marie. <laughs> I think it's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> <sighs> My daughter and her dreams. I th- it's, it'll, be, it'll be cool. I think so. But if not if not Boba, we're gonna definitely see uh, this character. Oh man, I need to introduce you to him. His name's Hondo. He's a pirate. He's voiced by the same guy who did Carnage. Ooh, yeah, yeah Jim Cummings. <laughs> he's he's a, he's an awesome awesome guy, and he does this pirate. Does he go crazy in the head? Yes, no. Yes, he does go crazy in the head. Yes, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's from Tailspin. <laughs> Uh, Don Carnage. Yeah, Don Carnage. Carnage. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, Hondo will definitely be coming back. So I can see him trying to get in on that reward money. So who knows? Who knows where where that will go? Yeah, because that's what they need. People after them. And that's what I'm saying because it was such an obvious scene that I can definitely see some bounty hunter just chasing after them. But they look cool on that. The hologram? hologram yeah. yeah. I was like, wow, guys. They, it looked like a, a kind of um, a cross between Charlie's Angels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like... Oh, my God, I totally posing. didn't get... Oh, you mean they're posing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where were their holograms in, in the Charlie's Angels? No, they're posing. <laughs> The the, the the posing like shh, going that way, Sabine. Look at Sabine. Yeah, that, that, those are pretty awesome shots. I wonder how they got them. <laughs> they were all posing. Oh, totally, Charlie's Angels. <laughs> That's I didn't get that vibe, but I see it now. That's hilarious. And also, we have Kanan suggesting this idea, and it's cool because in A New Dawn, the book that. You don't really have to read my... I mean, I've refer- referenced to it so many times. You really need to read this book. <laughs> Jenna, I'm doing this already. What more do you want from me? That's, this is true. This is true. But, okay. So, in A New Dawn, he was not accepting of his fate. He was going from planet to planet. And when he met up with Hera... I real and I noticed when uh, when things were happening, he would always come up with the ideas. He would always come up with the plans. I was like, "Wow!" For a guy who wasn't really all that interested, he definitely has the the, 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 the capability head. and yeah. the head to be a leader. And this was definitely one of those moments. That was his training. That's what they trained them for. Yeah, yeah, to be yeah. Str- strategic and especially in war because that's what that was the setting he was in. Just just because you you choose to ignore your your path doesn't mean that the path is not there. That's true. Oh, that's beautiful, man. Oh my god. <laughs> I can't come up with stuff like that. Come on, I raised you. <laughs> Didn't I? That's true, but uh-huh. I don't come up with clever stuff like that though. No, but you're a clever thing. Oh, I created you. Clever girl. Yes. That's from Jurassic Park. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have 
the 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 moment when Oresco and Grint are you know they go to the principal's office. That was so bad. Oh you know the guys God. the guys are dumb because they're they are they are but they did not deserve that. No, and and you saw it in their faces that they were not not ashamed, but they they were disappointed in themselves for not having done better. And then Tarkin gives the the signal, and that's it. There they go. Done. Oh wow! That and there's was... and like I was because I I have to take screen caps for our notes, so I paused it at a very very not so nice moment where you see the the expression in their faces. Mm-hmm. Oh man, not cool, not plo cool. No. <laughs> but uh, that was evil. But, Very evil. Yeah, even, even I mean, for a Y Seven show, we've definitely seen stuff like this in like Legend of Korra, um, Avatar: The Last Airbender. There were some but intense th- scenes. That this was cold. This was very cold. It, it wasn't as much as the violence. Mm-hmm. It was the sentiment, the feeling behind it. Yeah, you what failed, it represented. You die. Yeah, like you know, you have violence everywhere, and you you see it, but. There's no direct consequence. You just see the guns shooting, coming here and there. Here, this is a direct consequence. Right. They're dead. They're, they're done. They're, and it, the fact that they were unarmed. And yes, the guy, and just sitting there and the talking. And was right behind them. And that was it. Yeah, and... Uh, well, I never want the freaking Inquisitor behind me. Let me no, 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 no. <laughs> Look at me. Look at me with your <laughs> yellow eyes, man. Look at me. <laughs> because when I, the moment I saw him move from the where he was standing to standing behind him, I was like, this is not going to end well. This is not going to end well. <laughs> and it you did. know, not for nothing, but I expected one to die. Oh, that makes sense. But when... That took place, and you killed both. Like, whoa! Yeah, they took it to another level. And and then not only that, but you got the reactions from Makatua and even Callis. That the woman you expect it because she's yes, not. She's she, not. She's just a representative. So it's not. It's not part of her job to experience that kind of violence on a daily basis. She's she's what we call a brown noser. Yeah, yeah. That's what she is. And but Callus, Callus has his position and he has his dark side to there. I mean, he but, remember <laughs> in when he was fighting with Zeb and he yes, said that he had given, had given the order, order to, to kill, kill all the people mm-hmm. the people in his planet. You know, that's that's pretty tough. Yeah. And for him to have that reaction, like what the you know, it's it's sort of, and to me, when when he saw that, I think he was thinking, this is our own people. You're killing yeah. our own people. But I brought this up with Elisa. Remember in Spark of Rebellion, the very first episode, when he was trying to climb up from the bridge and then he kicked the stormtrooper? Yeah, yeah, that was a stormtrooper. Oh, come on. So you're going to differentiate? Yes, yes. You know there's a difference. This this was two of, of his own men's, you know, the, the, the ones in oh, the ranks. Oh, that's true. This is people that he worked with yeah. personally. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. But, yeah, to see his face. But it makes me wonder because someone else, um, Austin from Far, Far Away Radio, he tweeted 
that Rebels is doing a lot of the things that Avatar The Last Airbender did in terms of storytelling. So it makes me wonder whether, I don't know, Callus could we'll be turn Zuko? So, like a Zuko type where he was up, bad but yeah, and, and end up end good? Up yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of interested. I, I in thought that. of it yeah. when when he when I saw that face when I saw that reaction. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was like in my head. I was yeah. Those are your men. Mm-hmm. Those are your own men. And this is the people you're serving. What are you gonna do now? So true. So I I I could see him turn into the light. Yeah, I I definitely could too. I don't know how he works up though. <laughs> <laughs> snap. And that's and that's all that I have for that segment. I mean, I it, that it was so intense in those first 10 7 7 minutes because that's what I counted for uh for the segment. And it's just back to back. You're like, "Oh my god. Oh my god." My my, my hands <laughs> kept going from my neck to my cheeks to my mouth. <laughs> and at one point I even wanted to cover my eyes. <laughs> But man, that was that was a great start to an awesome episode. So should we move on to segment two? Yes, let's do it. So in segment two, Kanan, Ezra, and Sabine scope out the main communications tower on Lothal. There, Sabine comes up with the plan to upload a data spike into the central computer in order for the transmission to work. An Imperial probe droid is unloaded to scan the area. But Ezra uses the Force to connect with a local Lothcat and brings the droid down before they get caught. The probe droid captured video footage of them escaping, however, and Kallus showed the data to Tarkin, who sets the plan to lure them in. The rebels prepare for the mission, gathering the equipment they need to transmit their message. Ezra is hesitant, worried that he'll lose one of them in the process, but Kanan tells him that they have to take risks and make sacrifices in order to move forward. The team infiltrate the main communications tower with Sabine and Zeb taking out the stormtroopers. Sabine has three minutes to upload the spike with Chopper, but time runs out quickly when Imperial troops are seen approaching from a distance. Oh. <laughs> oh my god, everybody was kung fu fighting. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we have this awesome, so they're scoping out this place and we have this awesome moment of Ezra taking initiative and using the knowledge that he had from Empire Day about controlling and connecting with um, another being. Me? Awesome moment for Ezra, man. His Padawan. His Padawan. His Padawan. Oh, he used Padawan and that made me feel feels. <laughs> Their love is so pure. Their love is so pure. But man, uh, I just, I love these little moments and you know that it's going, it's, it's not going to end happy. <laughs> so, ah. Uh, <laughs> But how what adorable little loth cat, just like any other cat. Yeah. Um and little, his little hiss. But um but that that was a very good idea. Uh that the fact that he used something from his surroundings mm-hmm. and he manipulated it. Mm-hmm. That that shows how much he has developed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cause Sabine was gonna shoot it, yeah. And like blow car, blow our covers to me. But then, then again, he came out. He came back with an answer. Yeah, but then they would have known we were yeah. here. So he didn't do I, you it. Know, you think. Know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh man, He's Ezra thinking. Ah, I love him so much. <laughs> and then we have Callus 
telling Tarkin all these notes that they've gathered from the from the probe droid and when Tarkin tells them to no we're not gonna go through with your plan lure them in there was this okay sort mm, yeah, of reaction yeah. from Callus. maybe he's just butting heads with, with Tarkin he just doesn't like the way he approaches the, things the, the way the, the, the way Callus does it he protects he protects he protects he to protect the tower the the, the the possessions that the things they have that give give them power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a man who, if it's not because of the empire, he probably wouldn't have anything. Mm-hmm. So he needs the tools the empire has in order to keep enforcing the power. Yeah. If those things are no longer existing, he has nothing. Yeah, yeah. So he he protects. The things around him. Right. And his first instinct is to protect the tower because yeah. that's where they're going to go. That's where they're going to attack. And that's what they use as their main community. That's where they do all the holonet Exactly. Use. So yeah. to him, the, the first thing will be to protect the place. Right. As we get to know later, to this other guy, that's not how he, he operates, appro- he operates yeah. and approaches things. He rather lose property and lose things in order to in order to get to what he wants yeah. by any means necessary mm-hmm, mm-hmm. basically and it kind of i know we're skipping ahead i know i'm skipping ahead a bit but when he does destroy the the, the tower it kind of reminded me of when he destroyed alderaan yes. in a new hope so this guy he's not going to stop he knows that he needs to go to that level in order to accomplish what he needs to do and that's why he said, I know how to fight a war. You don't know how to fight a war. I do. Or something like that. Something along mm-hmm. those lines. And I, that gave me chills. But anyway. <laughs> uh, and then we have the Inquisitor who finally speaks because up until this point, he didn't say a word. I know. He's like looking at the guy like, keep talking, little man. <laughs> keep talking. Yeah. And I wrote down, I don't think he was happy with Tarkin. When- no. uh uh-uh. <laughs> And I I don't know whether it's because he he thinks Tarkin is inferior to him and he doesn't yes. like that he's taking orders yes. from to him. Anybody that doesn't have the abilities he knows he possesses is inferior. So why is it that these people are telling me what to do yeah. when I should be telling yeah. them? And it's it's funny because the way the Inquisitor was described um, prior to when the series was started was that they were kind of like uh, hounds, like dogs. Well, so and in this case, I, you know, up until this point, uh, up until before Tarkin came, he had this leading role. But the moment Tarkin stepped in, he actually he to me he looked like he was a, a dog, yeah, uh, yeah, a, yeah, a hound, yeah, uh, waiting to to for his master to give him an, an order. order. And it, I don't, but, and he didn't but, like it. But just because the dog seats and waits doesn't mean he likes it. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> but I don't see him turning good. I mean, they. So- <laughs> no, no, no. His beady little yellow eyes yellow reddish eyes yeah no (laughs) and then we have Ezra uh, when they're all back in the ghost and they're laying out the plan Ezra he has this fear of losing the members of his new family especially because he lost his parents so he doesn't want things to repeat over again especially for something that you think is very insignificant because you 
who, what are the chances that the right kind of people will hear this transmission? You're going to sacrifice yourself for something that may not come to fruition. The fear and the worry, I totally felt it. And man, Ezra, more hugs to you. <laughs> um, I re- it reminded me when he was in the um, in the mountain uh-huh. uh, with Yoda, and Yoda was uh, basically egging him to to come to to a re- realization. Yeah, and he did say one of the things he said is that you know I'm afraid of losing. Right. I'm afraid of losing the people I have around me, the people I, I care about. Right. And disappointing them. them. Yeah. So And then Kanan, you know, he talks to him, he tells him, you know, things have to get done in order to move forward. And he tells him that all of us have lost things. And he obviously has lost things from Order Sixty Six. And in a new dawn he lost a friend that um was sort of I wouldn't say a father figure, but he was older and he they were close and his name was Akadaya. I love that name. It's such a Star Wars name. <laughs> Jesus, I cannot remember a name for the life of me. I even confused you and your brother. <laughs> Jonala Marie. <laughs> Jonala Marie. And, and 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 you remember all these names. Well, I don't remember a lot of things, but things that I do like, I automatically remember like Okadaya. So <laughs> he he's cool. But yeah, he lost him. So it was a very it was a very um a, a, a scene full of wisdom from Kanan. cuz I I don't think I don't think we've seen it all that much. You think he's just spouting things that he has learned, but this I feel like this time around it was it, something it really from came, him. Yeah, it really came from him. And and that's because of all his experiences prior. So I, I really loved that scene between the two of them. And then they were looking out into the sunset, which is such a classic thing in Star Wars. You have Luke doing it. You had Obi-Wan doing it, I think, at one point. I don't even remember. But but yeah, it's such a classic thing to do, just staring off into the sunset. <laughs> <laughs> and and then finally, we have the moment where they, they go ahead and they infiltrate. And Sabine and Zed take out all these stormtroopers. And it's such an awesome moment. But you know, when I saw that, even though from the beginning and all this talk with Tarkin and whatnot and all their plans and he, what he wants mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. everybody to do, it wasn't until this part that I knew that they were in deep trouble. Because it was too easy. Oh, yeah. And then the droid had recorded footage of them. So they knew it was going to be too... Uh, no, they didn't They didn't know. But the, the Imperials knew that it was going to be uh, easy to get them, at least. No, no, yeah. But, like, the fact that they didn't recognize Oh, they didn't them. suspect it, you're saying. Oh, they didn't suspect that it was too easy? Yeah. Ah. Uh, you know, they come in. They, after all their talk about plants not going the, the way they should right. and things being difficult and whatnot, <laughs> here you come. It's boom, too good to boom, be true. Left and right, and you're in. <laughs> really, guys? Just w- for a momentito. Okay, a momentito. It was too easy. It was. It was. It was an easy and. But then it, it quickly, it, it didn't even take that long for it to, to crumble. Crumble, Because yeah. then they saw the Imperials coming. I mean, it, it just goes downhill from here. Because you uh, at this point, and a lot of people I know watched it 
the, it was the first thing they watched Monday morning because they didn't want to get spoiled. Yeah. And uh, and obviously you you're not on social media, so you didn't get spoiled. No, <laughs> that's why I'm not in social media. <laughs> so you just didn't know, and that's why I like about watching it first because. I don't want to hear other people's I will be cursing and mad all the time. No, no, no. no, no. The, the most I'd say is, it was awesome. And then that, that's the end of my my, my commentary. Although you, you like to spoil me. Oh, I do. So I, I, I spoil you a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember I used to do that for Stargate oh, a lot? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I used to do that a lot. You're evil. I was. I was. I still am. <laughs> But I guess that's, if you have nothing else to add, I guess that's the end of our segment yes. here. Yes, yes. Yes? Yes. Yes? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't even want to go to the next segment. <laughs> well, we are, Ma. Prepare yourself. Prepare no. yourself. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay, so in segment three, Imperial troops are approaching fast, but Zeb manages to shoot one of the transports down. Kanan orders Ezra to get Zeb and tells Hera to meet them up at the top of the tower, since the plan has now changed. Sabine manages to get a signal and are ordered to, by Kanan to meet up with Hera while he stays behind. Callus and the Inquisitor arrive. In order to give his team time, Kanan duels with the Inquisitor. Hera comes to their rescue, but Kanan urges them to leave before they are shot out of the sky. Hera makes a hard decision and leaves Kanan behind leaving him in the custody of Tarkin. The rebels got control of towers of the tower's transmitter, however, and passed along their message to anyone who's hearing. Ezra speaks and asks everyone to stand and fight before the tower is shot down. The transmission ends, but the crew is determined to get their leader back. <laughs> so sad. I don't wanna go on. <laughs> Oh my god, these feels, man. I can't. This is too much. This is too much for my heart. I literally have the word feels like written five times in this section. <laughs> oh man. So to start off, we have the Imperials coming and they're in these transports, these air transports. And they sound exactly like the gunships in Star Wars The Clone Wars. I was freaking out. And I was telling the Empire that they had no right to be using those sounds <laughs> because that belonged to clone troopers and clone troopers only. <laughs> so it was it was a wonderful sound to hear, but I hated that it came from the Empire. <laughs> and then Zeb and his gun being a freaking child. Zeb, this is no time for you to want your toys. He was having fun. <laughs> But no, you can you, you can uh, blame a guy from having some fun. I, I don't know. That's not not the not the greatest time to be having fun, ma. <laughs> Especially when they're shooting at you. <laughs> and oh man, that shot of Kanan when there when Kanan tells him to go up and the and then he's has his back <gasps> to to Ezra and he closes the door and it's like closing. Uh -huh. and, oh man, that was beautiful. And hurt, and it hurt, it hurt. Yes, it hurt. And a you lot. saw his face. So oh, Ezra's, Ezra's face. face! Oh my god, he was like a little baby boy. He was like, "I'm not seeing you again, am I?" Oh, and he said, "But he said, I'm right behind you." You don't say that if you don't mean because it. Because he had to. <laughs> he had to let him, make him go. No, 
You tell your kids whatever your kids need to hear in order for you to get them to do what they have to do. That's true. This is true, man. This is true. <laughs> I told you needles didn't hurt. Oh, my God. No. Okay. Story time. You, in Puerto Rico, you told me that if I was outside and I was outside playing in the rain, that worms would grow in my stomach. Yeah. You told me that. Ma. Why? Ma. Why? Because you didn't want me to be in the rain. Exactly. Mom, but I believe that. So <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I believe that well into my 20s, okay? Well, that's your problem. <laughs> I, I, Mom, I literally thought that if I was in the rain for long enough, that worms will grow in my stomach. <laughs> I honestly believed it. I love it. <laughs> It kept you out of the rain, didn't it? It did. It did. But that's a lie. <laughs> well, I told you shots don't hurt. Every time we, and this is the this is the the this is the best thing about little kids. You tell them one uh, something once, you tell it twice, you tell it three times and it doesn't matter how many times you tell it, they always believe you. I don't <laughs> Well, when you were a little girl, whenever we took, we went to the doctor to take, give you shots, I would tell you the same thing. It wouldn't hurt so that you wouldn't start screaming. And, of course, you screamed, but after they gave you the shot. Of course. And the next time we will go and I will say the same thing and, <laughs> and you will believe it. That's evil. That's evil. Well, <laughs> we must do what we must have to. Ugh, whatever. <laughs> I kept you out of the rain. Yes, you did. <laughs> and you didn't scream unnecessarily before getting the shot. <laughs> Only after. Yes. Uh, Which is the way it should be. After I get it. Before, I can't. So, going back to our original point here. So, yeah, he tells Ezra, you know, what he needs to hear. And Ezra goes with the rest of the team. And then Kanan does this thing with the thing. He does this thing against the thing. <laughs> the thing against the yeah, thing. The, th the thing, uh-huh. <laughs> he does this he, thing. He turns this, the, what's it called? The lightsaber. The lightsaber around and he, he does the goes thing. and pushes backwards into the yeah, connection, yeah. to the... He does the thing to the thing, ma. Uh -huh. People okay. understand that. All right. <laughs> okay, if you say so. I want to hear the count of how many of you understood that. <laughs> but yes, he uses his lightsaber to, to just make the control panel. panel. Um, to hit, destroy the control yes, panel. Yes, yes. But I thought that was cool. He did the thing to the thing. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that's I, exactly I, what he did. The thing to the thing. And the thing is, I wrote that in my notes. He did the thing to the thing. <laughs> and then in parentheses, disconnected the lock. <laughs> and then Ezra's fear and worry for Kanan just continues because he's like looking over. He's looking over the little railing. Trying to see he, where he is. If, is he coming up? Where yeah. is he? And he's he's so sure that he's standing on his tippy toes. You saw that? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. My feels. And then, and then there's that duel with Kanan, Kanan and the Inquisitor. Oh snap! And then the Inquisitor. he got to kick the Inquisitor. Yeah, he's like, you practice. Mm -hmm. Oh, like, thank good of you to notice. Yeah, man. Oh man, that was such a cool. Even if it was, it was really short, but it was still pretty impressive what Kanan managed to do. So then, of course, the Inquisitor gets the best of him, and he uses the Force and he slams him against the door. And and then there's that moment, Ma. This is the moment where you know that Hera and Kanan are married. Okay. 
All right, here we go. What's the theory? <laughs> they're, they're married because he said her name. <laughs> okay, this is what this is this is what crazy crazy fangirls do, like me. Yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah but, I've noticed. <laughs> but no, he's saying, uh, you know, Spectre Two, go, uh, get yeah, out of here, because they always protect their own identities. Yeah, their identities. But that completely fell apart when because he said, Hera, get out. And he said because he knew he, he knew that name. that it was that if he doesn't do it. If if he doesn't say Hera, she will stay. Yeah, and they will end up being captured or shot out of the sky, which so is what was happening. He had to say her name. <sighs> it was the only way she was gonna react and and realize she had and to I, leave. I have to find like a very high resolution of this mo- of this moment where she closes her eyes because I swear I think the the animators may have added tears to her and Ez- and Ezra. That's what people were saying, but I and I thought I saw it too when I was doing screen caps. But I guess I don't know. I I, I have to go back and see because if they did more feels, <laughs> her face, like, oh uh, her her face, her man. sadness. Oh. They've been friends for like seven, eight years, married. I should say for seven. Years. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And then we have, you know, everything goes down. He's he, they leave. They have no choice. And Kanan's in the captivity of of all the bad guys. And Ezra says says his little speech, his 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 message. And oh my god, better not cry. <laughs> and he he asks people to stand up and fight. Cause, you know, we can only accomplish what we need to do if we all stand as one. And do you think? That people at least on the fall will do something. Yeah, that 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 this is this is the spark of rebellion. Yeah. This is how re- the rebels start. Yeah, because pe- people, unfortunately, we we tend to follow the herd. Yes, we follow too much. We're so used to the the idea of following is so embedded into our DNA, so many millions of years of evolution or creation, whatever you want to call it, where that's what we have needed to do in order to survive. We need to follow the group, be with the group in order to survive. The reality is in today's society, we no longer need to do that. But unfortunately, we haven't shed that. Yeah. We are too, like, dependent on other people telling us what to do, on other people showing us where to go, how to dress. How to... Although so, I think it's a, a lot of individuality is coming up, especially during uh, with social media and stuff. But even in social media, you have yeah. in Twitter, follow. Follow, and, yes. And, and, and Instagram, follow. Always the, the, the idea, the, cons- the yeah. concept. So, um... When he does his speech and when he says there will be followers, mm-hmm. there will be people who realize, you know what, if they're doing it, Why I'm going to do it. Yeah. And there's going to be others who who will probably hide even more than what they're hiding right now. But there will be those who come out and take arms and make their own little rebel cells and do what it must need to be done exactly and i really think yeah i think lothal at least 
the main city and outskirts will start they're gonna do something and mm. I think it's going to play into the next episode um, at least that's my theory because we don't really know for sure but even if it doesn't happen in Lothal like Kanan said this this main tower reaches other systems so if it doesn't really affect Lothal there might be other systems out there and even Tarkin he had said mentioned earlier when Grant had asked them cells and he said cells, tribes, uh, groups, whatever, whatever you call them. So there are people in... They're always going to... There's always, always going to be people who, against who, against who go quo. the status quo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, but this is, the is to me, will be the moment where all those little individual cells become more like an... One (laughs) organism, one full whole organism. Yeah, an alliance, man. That's the term you were looking for, by the way. (laughs) The rebel alliance. (laughs) I'm trying to educate you here, Jonah. (laughs) All right. And then we have... Just like you were trying to educate your students using Star Wars. Yes, man, I was. I'm trying to educate you using science. (laughs) Science. Wait, what science? <laughs> Holy crap. I'm kidding. Come on. No, what really, really, what is it? No, I'm just kidding. Um, so in the speech, he says, you're looking at me like, I'm not sure whether she knows sure, what science is. <laughs> no. Okay, no. Uh, when he says, my new family in his speech, speech. oh, that broke my heart. Because you know he lost his old family, and he 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 believes he knows that this new these people are his new family. Oh, my feels. And then there's Tarkin. This is the quote that I was trying to say earlier and butchered. <laughs> but he says, "You do not know what it takes to win a war, but I do." And again, this is what I had mentioned earlier, but that totally foreshadows Alderaan, just like he destroyed this main tower. So now we've come to this end of the segment. And so do you have any theories as to what may happen in the next episode? I mean, it's I mean, obviously we don't really know. It's all up in the air. We don't know what's going to happen to Kanan. We don't know what's going to happen to the, the group. Oh, they're going to try and get Kanan. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. no doubt But what it. do you think are the, 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 the chances of them succeeding? <laughs> well... If if the Inquisitor if the Inquisitor and Tarkin are not present, mm-hmm. they will have a one hundred percent chance. <laughs> but you know they're gonna be there in the next. <laughs> However, if the Inquisitor and Tarkin are present, I will reduce that probability to I would say seventy five percent because we have a very persistent, smart group. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. And even Callus uh, said they're quite elusive. So, yeah. so they have their ways. Yeah. And after having said that speech, mm-hmm. they may find people willing to help and hide them and give them information yeah. and mm-hmm. get them to the places where they're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. An underground railroad of sorts. Yes. Yeah, of sorts. Yes. Uh, so I think All we need is Harriet Tubman. Oh, yes. Yeah, a nice a role model. And we have 
I mean, my theory, and this is and it's actually not really my theory, it belongs to someone else because they totally came up with it and it's awesome. Uh, but Kablov17, <laughs> whose name I don't really know, but I know their username on Tumblr, they remembered in one of the episodes where Alton Castle uh, was talking uh, some Holonet news report and said uh, Base Delta Zero was successful on some planet or something like that. And Base Delta Zero apparently is the destruction of a planetary target, eliminating all life, industry, and natural resources. Huh. <laughs> Makes you wonder if they do revolt, what are the chances that Tarkin or someone may use something like Base Delta Zero if, because this is the meaning, the, the definition I gave was from the Expanded Universe, from Star Wars Legends. So we don't know whether this is actually the same Base Delta Zero that they were referring to in Star Wars Rebels. But if it is, can you imagine if they incinerate the planet because they started revolting? Silence. <laughs> I don't know, because... To be honest, uh. I know that that they destroy Alderaan. Yeah, they just yeah, that's in the future. That's it mm-hmm. in the future, exactly. But up to that point, because the way they destroy was by building the Death Star. Right. I never thought that they had the capabilities of doing it before the Death Star. Well, it's well the Death Star because the Death Star. It, well, it's implied that. Kyber crystals are used to destroy, and that's what gives it that that power, that green laser that allows it to to destroy a planet and shatter everywhere. But what my impression, I haven't, I don't, I don't really grasp it all that much because I haven't read a lot of Star Wars Legends. But Base Delta Zero is basically like making a whole planet barren. Oh, like like, like uh, burning, te- like uh, literally uh, setting the world like, on fire. Um, the um, uh, terraforming. It, uh, but, would, but instead of creating destruction, exactly, just just the destruction. There's nothing to okay, be done. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Ooh, that that. But can you? Ma- that, that that's what that's what you would do. I think that's what uh, a then, governing body would do. If the, I mean, we've had it in our own history. Again, we've had it in our own history where yeah, but you you can go so far with tools like that and with that type of destruction because. You also need to have people. You also need to have planets capable of of providing resources. Yeah, and yeah. So, so, so yeah. There's the obvious the fact so that they, they may be the target here and there, but not every single one of them. Right. Because otherwise, we wouldn't have the rebels in A New Hope. <laughs> right. Right. No, that makes sense. It makes sense. But it, it could be the the appearance of it for the first time, and uh, and I know a lot of people they're desperate to get out of Lothal because we just keep going to that planet. So it just it, it it makes you wonder the the possibility, you know, like this could happen, and this could be the way that we actually end up leaving the planet because we have no choice. It'd be nice, but I don't know whether it's in their animation budget to do so. <laughs> um, but I mean, there was there was a few quotes from a recent interview with Freddie Prince Jr., and he said, "At the end of season one, Kanan will know what it means to be a Jedi, the selflessness necessary to be considered a master. Season two, he learns how to let go. He lives, man. Ah! 
<laughs> Season two, he learns how to let go. You'll learn his pain in detail in a scene that Dave and I recorded in private. Kanan breaks down and gives you everything you've been wondering. So I don't know whether this is, you know, the death of a particular person or the death of an entire planet because he couldn't do anything about it. I don't know where this is all going. But <laughs> this does not give me the oh. <laughs> no, no. The implications here. What I read is in season one, he learns to be a master. And in season two, he dies. And that's it. Done. Oh, you know, I didn't get that. (laughs) No, I did. But I'm looking at it positively, ma. Guys. You know, you do these things to me. If that guy, if Kanan dies... I'm done. Ma, this no. is done. Ma, we this got, is done. We have to record Rebels no, Chat. No, no, no. This is done. No more Rebels Chat, people. So you better start writing and making sure these writers well, and these people do not kill Kanan. Ma, calm yourself. <laughs> I can I can you I can't breathe. You have feels. I can't breathe. Oh, my gosh. So... So then, okay, so let's move on to the fact that it fades with the radio. That actually gave me a very, very like, chill down my spine. The, the When it faded and you can hear the radio, the muffled radio in the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're, like, I can't concentrate. <laughs> no. But, but anyway. Why did you have to put that there? Now I'm thinking about season two. I'm sorry. <laughs> we have to think about season two. I think the next episode is the season finale. I think. It may not be. But um, but guess what? You have to wait a week because there's another break. So yay! <laughs> but this is too much. This is this is doing damage to my nervous system. <laughs> but but come on, ma, have some fun. But <laughs> this is your this is your idea of fun. We're talking about rebels. That's fun. But okay, I opened this. I opened up this new segment where we're gonna answer people's questions. Oh God! We've only we've only had two questions. They were okay. they're really nice questions. Uh, so Lego Master thirteen seventy eight on Twitter he asked, "What do you guys think of Tarkin's appearance in the in next week's episode?" I think it was awesome that they brought him in because he really laid down the law. And yeah, because so so far, and 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 this is the thing. As as much as I will, uh, you know, get stressed and, and, and scream about it. You have to, to move it along. You you have to make things happen. Otherwise, it becomes just a stale and the same thing over and over and over. Unfortunately, in this show, they have, all, they have been very high-powered since the beginning. Like, right. they, they, they show that they're not willing to just... Uh, stay down and and make it uh, make a soft episode or a or a waste of time or anything like that. They take advantage of every second of every moment of every episode. Right, right. And even if it is light lightness in heart, there's still something that that you know is touched on uh, touched on later on. So because it is this way, 
you have to bring stuff like this up. Yeah. So so there had to be a moment where somebody other than the Inquisitor and um, Callus right. will come in. To take charge. charge uh, mm-hmm. From the Empire, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. And someone that isn't as high profile, I, I would say, as Darth Vader or Darth Sidious. Yes. Because they honestly wouldn't be handling kind of this... This this kind of stuff. No, no, no. It's this is the the job of everyone else who's below them. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I thought it was great that he appeared in this episode. It was certainly a surprise for me because again, I I was watched it first thing in the mo- Monday morning. I didn't even look at social media, and he appeared in the first thirty seconds, and I went, oh my god, it's Tarkin. <laughs> Uh, the next episode is from Mattalorian. Question? Episode? Did I say question? or You said episode. Oh, <laughs> I'm so used to saying that. Episode. <laughs> the next question, yes. Jedi Hunter 66. He I said, like that name. Uh, Jedi Hunter 66? Yeah. Yeah. That's my year. Oh, Jedi Hunter. Oh, that is your year. 1966. Jedi Hunter. That's evil number, ma. That's an evil number. Order 66. Oh, oh. wait, 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 wait. You should know this. What? The seating arrangement when they moved me on my job, yeah, from the tenth floor to the sixth floor, yeah, my number uh-huh. was floor six, uh-huh. seat sixty six. Damn, ma! Uh, so I'm six six six. Oh my god! We always said you were in league with the devil. <laughs> yes, but but he asked for both of you. What have you enjoyed the most about starting Rebels Chat? Talking to you, ma. Yeah, my daughter here. She makes me laugh. She's funny. Uh, I know I am. Thank you. <laughs> okay. And a lot full of herself, no, too. No, I'm not. <laughs> Only when I'm around you. It's it's fun because I honestly, I didn't think of podcasting as a thing that I would ever do just because of my the fact that I stutter a lot and I like, oh, I don't know what to say. And uh, Jason from MakingStarWars.net and Randy and Jeremy and Sal, I, it's so great podcasting with them. So, you know, just doing that stuff with them inspired me to start my own little thing. I mean, even if I only have like 10 listeners, the fact that I have 10 listeners means a lot to me. And why did it <laughs> occur to you to do it with me? Oh, because you're the only person <laughs> that that would that, that, that would say yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> you're the only person I can rely on, that's why. Because I, I have I have great best friends that I would love to do it with. But you know, sometimes commitments uh doesn't really pan out and and I know that you're here. Mine so. <laughs> will always be here. You're awesome, mine. I know and I'm like, yeah, this would be a great thing to get her into Star Wars and Star Wars Rebels and so I thought, you know, why not? <laughs> okay, now my turn. <laughs> oh yeah, what what do you like most about this this whole little thing operation we have? I don't know. There's so many things I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I make you do like rookie growls and Xena calls. <laughs> no, I, I I I have enjoyed it. the reason I said yes without thinking, without questioning, <laughs> is because it's as as children grow older, they tend to have and develop their own relationships and their own life and. It is more difficult for a parent to to hold on to that relationship, that connection that you they may have 
had when you, the children were Younger, 10, yeah. 12, where it, that closeness. So if it takes 45 minutes, an hour of being silly, of hearing my so full of herself daughter saying, <laughs> saying all these names that I have no freaking clue what Okadaya, she's talking man. about. Is awesome. And all those books and whatnot. <laughs> then you know what? I'll take that opportunity anytime without thinking it. No if or buts about it. <laughs> Yay. But yeah. Cool beans, my cool beans. <laughs> so yeah, thanks, thanks you guys for for sending those questions. We very much appreciated it. And so that's it for today. Stay tuned for our next Rebels chat when we'll discuss the episode Rebel Resolve. I can't believe we have fans. <laughs> we do, we do, and they're very nice and they're very kind. Always giving us kind compliments, and I really, I mean, like I said, even if we have like ten, fifteen listeners, that's. That's all that really matters to me because that's actually how many numbers I thought I was going to get on my Facebook page. I'm famous. <laughs> I'm famous. I wouldn't go that far. Man. If somebody outside my small nucleus of family members uh. know me, I'm famous. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> So, yeah, so make sure to visit com. your Vernal Class Freighter, bringing you all things Star Wars and fangirl. Well, Star Wars Rebels, because I don't really do much about Star Wars movies. <laughs> May the Force be with you. <laughs> Always.